What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Biddick, and I am a Kind of Funny best friend. Kind of Funny has currently postponed the up-and-comer opportunity, but we still have some amazing best friends who are deserving of the spot. The up-and-comer opportunity is where you best friends get to vote on someone in the community that you think deserves a shot to work with the Kind of Funny crew for one week and gain a wealth of experience. We have an amazingly talented community with a ton of people campaigning to be the next up-and-comer. I wanted to sit down with them and get to know them a bit better and share their stories. That way you feel more comfortable when making your vote for the next up-and-comer. Right now, I am sitting down with one such prospect who is a rising star, recently kind of launched into the podcast field, and I can say that I think I am going to see some big things coming from his corner of the internet I am talking about the one and only Jeff Walker. Jeff, how the hell you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out to me. It's always lovely to hear from people who want to be on the show, so I'm glad we were able to set this up. Yes, I'm super excited to be here today. Beautiful. That's what I like to hear. Uh, so, Jeff, if people don't know you or if they haven't seen any of your content or anything, can you give us a quick pitch on yourself? Yeah, as he said, my name is Jeff Walker. You can find me on Twitter at at Ransrick, R-A-N-Z-R-I-K. I co-host the podcast, The Pokemon Snapshot. I also am a community manager over at Engage Family Gaming. I put out a release list every week for them. And I do the EFG show with Steven Dutzman over there. And that's about it. That's all, what I've been doing lately. Perfect. So we, we touched on a whole lot there. And I definitely want to get started. You you are a community manager for Engaged Family Gaming, right? Yeah. Well, that's my Yeah, that's my title. It's kind of evolved okay. from there. So, we still Okay, so so I guess where did you start with Engaged Family Gaming? Like was that something that was that your foray foray into content creation or have you been doing stuff way before then and kind of fell in with them? No, it was my foray. As we mentioned before we started recording, I do have a blog from like 2012-2013, but it's horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I started way... so what, with, the, with the blog then, what was the start with the blog? Like what, what, what were you doing with the blog then? If that was your big start and, and what was the inspiration to do it? Yeah. So I just wanted back and I, it was 2012, 2013, wanted to get my were just my opinions out there. So I started one, a professional wrestling blog. It was called smarking out, which in the professional okay. wrestling lingo, a mark is someone who, you know, you get really excited. So if you really love John Cena, they say you're a mark for John Cena. If you're a smart, okay. that means you are a smart mark, as in you know everything that's going on backstage. I Like, you know, I'm, okay. you know the wrestler's real names or you know this person, that. So I did a blog kind of just giving my opinions and everything, and it didn't go anywhere. So I kind of quit that. Then I decided, you know, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. So I started another mm-hmm. blog. And this one I call Jeff's Favorite Things. Um, okay. Kind of based off of my mom growing up loved to watch Oprah. Okay. And she always had this segment called Oprah's Favorite Things. Like it was if you were going to be on the Oprah Winfrey show, that's the one you wanted to go see. Because it's the episodes where she gave the audience, like everyone in the audience, a new car. Nice. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I kind of based off of that, and, you know, I just, before, when I knew I was going to be on here, I decided to do some research and find my old blogs. I had to Google them, as I said, because I had no idea where to find them, and I had to put in all the buzzwords and everything, and yeah, they're not good. (laughs) When when you switched over to your favorite things, like, how long did you keep up with that? Did that eventually kind of peter out? 
about a year, and I would switch off. I do like, you know, such and such is my favorite thing. Like, one of the cons is Cards Against Humanity is my favorite thing, because it, that was right when that game came out, which is crazy to For think. Sure. It's been around yeah. eight or so years. Um, or like, as I said, I was a wrestling fan. So I, there's one on there called professional wrestling is my favorite thing. And it talks about that. I've talked about video games. I love to play. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of evolved a little bit. No pun intended. Cause I started like a history section where, you know, I'm really into like learning. A, if I'm into something, I love to learn about it. That's so awesome. I started a history of Pokemon and then, uh, it became February. So I, each week I did the history of a certain black character for Black History Month, a black game video game character. And so awesome. I I'm and it just went from there, but then I'm not that great of a writer. And I know I'm okay. not that great. And so <laughs> and this was before, you know, I haven't heard about podcasts yet, you know, 2012, 13 podcasts. They were around, but they aren't as popular definitely as they are now. And right. I remember listening to my first podcast. I would, I found it online and I didn't have a smartphone or I did, but it wasn't very good. Mm. I would download the podcast on like a list of podcasts onto my iTunes. And then I would sync up my iPod and download it to my iPod to get the podcast. <laughs> so with the podcast, when, when you started listening to podcasts, did that open your eyes? Were like, Hey, I might not be super into writing, but I still want to do this type of work maybe podcasting is a good avenue was that kind of something you were going towards so when i started listening to podcasts it was just one i found i used to read like they had a forum and i would read them i found out they had a podcast i'm like oh what's this started listening it wasn't until a year or so later i just found out oh you know that's when i discovered the ign podcast nintendo voice mm -hmm. chat and game scoop i still listen to them to this day and then that's when I got, I think I got my first iPhone and found the Apple podcast app. And I'm like, whoa, there is a <laughs> whole lot of podcasts um, yep. to the point now. And I'm lucky, well, lucky or unlucky, however you want to look at it. I have an hour and 10 <laughs> minute commute to work okay. there and back. So uh. I have just, uh, yeah, it's, it's long, but I love what I do. Um, there you go. But yeah, so I listen to, I mainly listen to podcasts when I drive and I have a list and every now and then every few months I have to do, I find so many that my list is actually becoming too long. I'll never catch up with them all. Yep. So there. I, yeah, so I have to refresh them. I just did that a couple of weeks ago and yes, your podcast stayed on my list of ones to keep listening oh, to. Oh, shucks. <laughs> you, I'm so happy to hear you, it. You made the short list. <laughs> made the elusive list yes. of uh, listen to podcasts. Yes. But yeah, and I've just, I've always wanted to do one and that's, you know, before. And then as you mentioned earlier, I found engaged family gaming, which I try to remember how I found them. I know 2018 was when I started on with them and I don't know how long I was liked their Facebook page before mm -hmm. they, before I got that position but they put out a Facebook saying, hey, we're looking for a community manager. And I don't know what caused me to do it because I know nothing about community management. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent them a message and I'm like, hey, pretty much just said, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but you should choose me. There you go. See the confidence. Confidence is key there. Yeah, I, I think I put something like I used to when I was a teacher, I worked as a I ran the after school program and I ran their 
page. And I even put, I go, when I took over the after school program, there were only like six kids attending regularly. And by the end of my first year, we had 30 <laughs> attending regularly. Like, hey, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah. So I just told them and you know, and like 10 minutes later, he's like, yeah, sure. You can do it. And so I spent like all day. And I remember we went to my wife's family's house and she's like, why are you on your phone? We're supposed to be hanging out with her. I go, I don't know. I'm getting this new opportunity. And I, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a whole lot to learn and, and yeah. I got to figure out how to do this right now. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, talking with Steven and we've become good friends and it's hard to believe that was two years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. So it started out that, you know, I was just finding posts to post on his page because he wanted just more engagement on his Facebook page. And mm-hmm. I would, I would search the news and, you know, and post news and I would kind of write it up in the post, but I started getting higher up in my job and having less time for that. So then I right. talked to Steven and I'd be like, Hey, I don't have as much time for this now. Is it okay if I just post whenever I see something and we become good enough friends mm-hmm. that he's like, yeah, sure. And then it became that I kind of started pulling away just because my job got too busy. And then, and, sure. and then last October, so October, 2019 or so he used to do this. He called it the EFG show EFG for engaged family gaming. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, but he quit doing, he would do it by himself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to do this one day. And I would love, and before that I have been on podcasts as a mm-hmm. guest, I guessed I did. I think it was E3 2019. I did his E3 2019 predictions. I did that with Steven on their engaged family gaming podcast. And I think in December of 2018, I guessed it on a podcast I listened to called, it was called grown up kids. It was a Disney podcast. They went chronologically through the Disney movies and oh, that's so cool. I think I was on the Babes in Toyland episode because Ooh, I know okay. it. Well, funny story with that. I re, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen this movie. I I remember watching this as a kid. Well, I found out that I watched a Babes in Toyland that was made in the '80s had Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. The nice. Babes in Toyland that Disney did was a musical from the 1960s. Oh. <laughs> A so smidge different, just a smidge. smidge, a smidge different. But I got it, and I'm like, I like this. And people told me, I mean, they told me you did good on that, and you knew what you were talking about. And so that's there when I go. decided I love being on podcasts. So fast forward to October, so 2019, I told Stephen, go, why don't you bring the EFG show back? I would love to host it with you. Mm-hmm. And he did, and we've been hosting it for just over a year together. You know, we host it That's live awesome. and people can go back and watch it. And it's just, it kind of honed my skills and it helped me with that. Uh, and besides that, I've done other things with EFG last, um, in March, we did a March Madness tournament called March Madness, N-E-S at the end, cool. <laughs> where we did a tournament of 64 Nintendo Entertainment System games to figure out the winner. That's awesome. It was either Super Mario Brothers 3 or Legend of Zelda won the whole thing. I mean, probably not surprising, but yeah. But yeah, so I've done, so I put things together. You know, I post in the community page. Uh, Mainly now my job is I do with them. I do uh, the Mm -hmm. EFG show every, every Thursday night. Um, This Thursday we are doing a live watch of the game awards. I guess this will date when we're recording, but (laughs) where, where can people see that? Uh, on Engage Family Gaming Facebook page. Boom, there you go. Yep. See the community management, hosting, yep. like social media pitching, nailing it. Yep, giving him, giving Steven some free publicity. 
and um, I I have gone I have written a couple of articles for his website every every week I do the release list uh, mm. games coming out that week um, but and then I have a few reviews I think somewhere you can find my review of Ring Fit Adventure and, oh, perfect. and I did Love like a, and since the whole premise of the website is you know to get families to know about gaming I did like a family's guide to Disney Plus when it was first coming out Mm-hmm. But mainly I'm over on the Facebook page. Yeah, that's perfect. And it's really cool to see that, you know, you kind of came in, you came in as just a fan who wanted to help out. And then through your passion and your perseverance grew. And now you're hosting podcasts, you're writing. So you're taking all the things, you know, a lot of the passions you had with yes. your blog. And now I've just kind of transformed them and made them fit into engaged family gaming. I think that's really, really yeah. cool. I was supposed to go to Connecticut where they kind of our home offices as I live in Michigan. Uh, so the, it mm-hmm. was weird because they like everyone they know is out of Connecticut and I somehow randomly found them in Michigan. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm they, he calls me from the frozen North. That's our Northern offices, my home in Michigan. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go to Connecticut this year around E3. Obviously we know what happened with E3 this year. Right. So, right. And we were going to work like live shows during it. And then, you know, the world decided that was not going to happen. He said, well, like, let's, let's get a pause. Let's have you start your own podcast. Yeah. Get more experience under that. And then we'll try again next year. Right. Yeah. You're, you're working with engage family gaming. You're obviously growing at an exponential rate. You're helping out more. You're starting to host. Where does like your, where does the idea for the Pokemon snapshot come from? Like, was it just, Hey, I love being on podcasts. I want to do more. Or was it just like, I, I can see, people can't see at home, but I, I can tell you're quite the Pokemon fan. Yeah. With your, uh, beautiful collection behind Thank you. Thank you. So, so what, what's the story there? So I've had this podcast idea in my head for a long time, and I've always wanted to do my own podcast. And as you can see from everything behind me, I collect video games. Like I have a huge, not a huge collection. I mean, you go on YouTube, you see people that have way more collection than I do, but Mm-hmm. it's it's big for for you know bigger than i ever thought it would be and right. um but then you also look on you know the podcast apps and there are video there are so many video game podcasts you know and there's a lot of great ones and i've found a lot of not so great ones <laughs> and there it's just they're they're a dime a dozen it's hard to stand out in the video game podcasting world for sure but, like, I mean, you have your great ones, you know, well, you have kind of funny games. They're doing it. You have all those ones from IGN. I know you had Chad Enos on from Respawn Aim Fire, who does his mm-hmm. video game podcast. I'm like, there's no, I, and I didn't think I could stand out with them, but one of my passions is Pokemon. And I started looking and there's not very many podcasts about the Pokemon anime. We found one. Really? Yeah. If really? Yeah, if you search Pokemon anime, we we found one that did it, and they didn't really do it like we're doing it. They would talk about the Pokemon news, and they would do a watch-along of the episode. Okay. And nothing against watch-alongs. I don't like watch-alongs. Because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, when you're listening to a podcast, the majority of people are probably commuting somewhere. So right. you So fair. you can't watch along. I very rarely listen mm-hmm. to a podcast in my house unless I'm doing laundry or mow, or mowing the yard. I don't mm-hmm. just like, I'm just going to sit here and listen to a podcast. I have to be doing right. something. So 
so I'm like, so I've had this idea in my head and Steven is like, I'd love to, but he, I do too much. I don't have time to do it. And so it just kind of mm-hmm. sat on the back burner. And then finally I'm like, okay, why don't I just put into the engaged family gaming community page. So we have our main Facebook page and we have our community page where, um, fun fact, if you ever want to start a Facebook page, it's always good to start a community page as well, because when people comment on the Facebook page, it gets hidden. Like if they post on it. Oh yeah. Okay. If you're, if it's not the main page, it ends up on this other tab and no one sees it. That's wonderful information. Thank you for, <laughs> yes. for sharing your newfound learning of social yeah. media management. Obviously you learned a whole lot that day. Yeah. So you want to be, make a group <laughs> and it still happens on the engaged family gaming page. Someone will comment and I'll go, Hey, no one's going to see it here except for us. <laughs> people can yeah. see it if you look, but it doesn't like give you a notification that people are talking on there. And so I'm Got like, you. you know, so if you create a group, then people can post and other people can comment and you, and uh, you know, it'll put the posts in order. And so you can do mm. it that way. And so I put into yeah. the engaged family gaming group and I'm like, Hey, this is an idea for a podcast. I have, and I told him, you know, we're going to go over the Pokemon anime, uh, in each episode, we're going to do a deep dive into uh, the Pokemon of the episode. And Mm. I got a lot of, Oh, that's a great idea. I'll listen to it when it comes out. I had no one who wanted to do it with me. Right. And so I'm like, and Steven even goes, well, just do it yourself. I don't like talking by myself and I don't like listening to podcasts by my, that with just one person. I like the conversation Mm -hmm. aspect of a podcast. Understandable. So. So when Steven go, I go, no. So I waited a couple weeks. I'm like, well, I'm getting no responses here. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me just post this on my own Facebook page and see what people are doing. See if I have any people that I didn't even think about that may be interested. For sure. And so I post the exact same thing on my personal Facebook page. And one of my best friends who I had no idea would be interested. I didn't even think of asking him because uh, mm-hmm. I know he's really busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he comments on it, goes, I would be interested. Can we talk? And I'm like, oh, okay. So we talked and we kind of get the premise. I'm like, this is what we want. So we got the premise down. We kind of decided what it was going to be like. The only problem is we didn't mm-hmm. have a name at the time. Okay. Yep. That's always the hardest part the of hardest, any podcast. Any yeah. content creation ever is making the name of whatever it is yeah. you're doing. Oh, we had it's lot, my least favorite part. Yeah. We had a lot of great names, but they were all taken. Oh, I was oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. So, like, we had, you know, a wild podcast has appeared. Mm-hmm. Taken. Uh, gotta watch them all. Taken. Um, the Pokecast. Taken. Yep. So, we went to our first meeting where we, we were going to record our first episode. We didn't even have a name. And I'm like, Tyler, <laughs> who's my host, I go, we need a name because I have to start off this podcast somehow. We need a, I need right. to say, hey, welcome to... I'm not going to like, hey, welcome to stop and then in post go the Pokemon snapshot. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to whatever we're going to call this podcast in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just thinking we're like jumping off and, you know, we'd shoot an idea. We'd Google like, no, don't like that. Don't like that. And I'm like, so, you know, this and we started just recently after the new new Pokemon snap was announced. You know, they did Mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, so I'm like going through games. I'm like, okay, you know, there's Hey You Pikachu. There's Pokemon Stadium. I go, Pokemon Snap. And I'm like, shot? And because we're kind of doing a snapshot of the anime. And Tyler's like, sure. yeah. And so Tyler goes, I like that. Uh, which 
I will mention Tyler wanted me to mention that he wants me to tell everyone that he is the diamond of our podcast. Uh, he, he he's the eye okay. candy is what he says. I go, well, you're a good thing. <laughs> where I told I always tell him you're a good thing. We're audio only then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to keep things a little spicy when, yeah. you're, when you're doing the podcast. Yep. No, I think it's really cool. It's a great idea, especially like you know. I think, I think most people when they think Pokemon, like they they have some sort of touchdown with Pokemon Snap. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's especially like you said with the game with the new game coming out. It's obviously going to be searched a lot. It's going to be in the conversation. So I think the Pokemon Snapshot is a wonderful idea for a podcast. A wonderful name as well. Plus, I love your logo. I think what you guys are doing is really really cool. Yeah. Oh, and I love and. Honestly, what it is now is not what we had. Pl- I had planned because it, it was my idea, you know, and then I talked to Tyler and he determined and we shot things back and forth because and Tyler went and made it his own, which I really love. So he because mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting I'm like, you know, I watched the first episode. And I had my notes and I go on, you know, the Pokemon right. Wikipedia, Bulbapedia, and I get like our dub edits and I get our um you know, any trivia about the episode I can find in the nice research, whichever the Pokemon of the week is and everything. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, we'll just talk about the episode. And really my whole plan, I don't think we had the meat and potatoes to do an episode. So I, Cause I was telling Tyler, I'm like, oh, well we could do two episodes a week, you know, and we'll have a Pokemon in between the two episodes. And, but then when he comes and he has pretty much written a script for the first episode. And so we're kind of like a visual novel plus a commentary podcast okay. on one because he go, he goes, okay. through, he tells the story of what's going on. And the first, and I will say anyone who wants to listen to our podcast, that's awesome. But there are disclaimers on the first three episodes for a reason, because that, that first episode was the first time I ever edited and recorded my own podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were learning everything. Those first three episodes learning as we go. For sure. So after like episode two or so, three, Tyler's like, why don't I give you the script before, after I'm done writing it, my script? And so I started putting in my notes so we weren't talking over each other as much and just learning yeah. as we go. I think that's really cool. Like one, I think from your whole story, it's easy to see that you continuously grow with the projects you're doing, right? So that's one thing as like myself, I'm really excited to see what... What happens when you get to the future seasons of Pokemon, right? You, you you learn how to edit. You work out the kinks. You get better. And obviously, at any podcast, the more you podcast with your host, not only are you practicing your skill, but also you guys get a rapport together. So I think it's really cool to see, like, where you have, when you know, when you started and then the confidence you slowly build up into your more recent episodes. Yeah, and I even, you know, we just did the 14th episode just got uploaded yesterday. And mm-hmm. I can, even from what we can tell, and so we were actually had someone reach out to us to be a part of a podcast network, which okay, is great. That's awesome. Yeah. We did not do it because we did not have the money to do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We had no idea. You know, we're brand new at this. We actually are part of a podcast network, but a free one. We are part of the part. There you of, go. See, that's better. Yep. So it's like, you know, we're like, this is great. And we, my Tyler has a friend who's in marketing. And he goes, the offer this guy gave us, he goes, it's not out of the ballpark. It's just, we're at the time we were 10 episodes in, we don't have the money. I mean, if you look at our anchor stats, we've made $5. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't have the money to spend on this. You know, we're just growing and it's still, it's, it's blown up. It's, 
I was expecting to get 10 to 20 listens a week, I think. Where, mm-hmm. And just two weeks ago, I posted we had 500 total listens. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Like, when it hit that, I'm like, I can't believe in, like, we're averaging 65 listens a week. Not on mm-hmm. each episode, but across all the episodes. And so it's just... Yeah. It's, it's great to see that how much people are listening and because I was like, well, if no one's listening, are we going to be motivated to do it? But people are listening, which makes us more motivated to do it. Oh, of course. And I think it's really cool. I think the Pokemon community is such a strong, close knit community. And like you yourself said, there aren't a whole lot of podcasts that are bound kind of like specifically focusing on the anime. Yeah. And I think that really hits a huge nostalgic bone for people. Like one nostalgia, nostalgia sells. It just is what it is. Right. But I think all of us Pokemon fans have at one point watched an episode of the anime, whether it was the original or like, you know, the the first season versus more of the current stuff. Everyone has seen an episode of Pokemon. So it's something that your podcast can relate to so many people. And then, of course, when you get those really hardcore fans in there, they're just really going to vibe with you. And the fact that on top of it, you're doing something special. You're doing something that stands out. It's so cool that you can, like, be this big thing for the Pokemon community. Yeah, and... When we met with that original podcast network that we ended up going with, you know, the the guy who runs it made a good point. He goes, you are part of a niche community because Pokemon is a niche community. But even doing the mm. anime, we are a niche part of that niche community. And right. Yeah. It's been so interesting. I, I tell my wife every time we're watching a show, I wish I could do a podcast on every show I watch just because I pay so much more attention as I'm watching it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen the Pokemon anime so many times. I've been a fan. Um, I know we'll probably get into my history with Pokemon soon with this, but of course I've been a fan so long and I've watched Pokemon. I choose you ep- season one, episode one. I, I've watched it probably at least 20 times. Um, my daughter, mm-hmm. she's four years old. She'll be five in January. Uh, loves Pokemon because I love Pokemon. Uh, right. You see all this cool stuff behind me. She, This is kind of my man cave. She's allowed down mm-hmm. here sometimes, but <laughs> one time she came down, she goes, Daddy, you have a lot of cool toys down here. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So I just... I. So just putting my passion with my daughter is great as well, that she loves Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We have a Pokemon advent calendar we're doing this year for Christmas. We do oh, that's a- adorable. Yeah. And so, you know, and when she can name, you know, she so many Pokemon, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> is she learning to count based off Pokemon? Like, is that, can she, she count to 151 yet? No, she knows more Pokemon than numbers right now, because when we're doing the advent that's calendar, <laughs> we're like... Like today we had to go, we find the number eight and she's like, so we had to kind of show her and then she'll, it's Cubone. <laughs> so, so, you know, she's got the important stuff down. She's right? got the important stuff. Who needs a count when you can, you know, you know, the difference between a Charmander and a Cubone, you know, that's going to get you far in life. Yes. It really, really is. So you touched on a little bit, like what, like obviously big fan of the show. Like what is your history with Pokemon? Did you find it with the show first and then started playing the games or was it like, Hey, I here's Pokemon blue. Like, Oh my gosh, I got to have all of this content. Yeah. And it's kind of a funny story with uh, first I'll start. I started watching the anime came out in 98. I was 10 years mm-hmm. old. So I mean the perfect age to start Pokemon. Ash Ketchum's 10 oh, years old sure. going on his adventure. Hey, look, I'm 10 years old too. So, mm-hmm. and I, 
I've been trying to think. It's kind of foggy on how it happened, but I'm because I know I believe I got my first Pokemon game in fifth grade, so I think that would have been two thousand. So Pokemon, okay. and I'm pretty sure Pokemon Gold and Silver came out later that year in two thousand or early two thousand one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but mm. my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Blue, and I love telling the story how I got it because I was in fifth grade. It was late winter so february or march around that time Mm -hmm. and i woke up one day from you know my stomach was just killing me uh yeah well fast forward found out i had appendicitis oh lovely (laughs) yeah the best part about this whole story is that my mom was like okay well my grand she's i'm gonna leave you with grandma and grandpa a grandma who was retired and you know you're going to you know, she's going to watch you. My grandparents live at the top of this giant hill. Like we, when we were going to grandma and grandpa's house, we were going to the hill. We called it the hill. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, I'm like doubled over in pain. Um, mm-hmm. My mom, we're in our 99 Malibu. I remember the car and we're get about <laughs> my grandpa's hill kind of sloped. But then at the very top of the hill was this bump and it was so icy. Our car couldn't get over the bump. So my mom had to and there. Yeah, so my mom had to back down our my grandparents entire driveway like I'm sorry, we're going to have to walk up grandma and grandpa's hill. Oh no, and this is while you were sick too, right? While I was sick, but at the time she thought oh, I just God. had a stomach problem. Right. We didn't So it gets to later the afternoon, my mom and dad are at work and my grandma who is a retired nurse and she calls um she calls my mom and goes, "We need to take him to the hospital." He is oh, not doing good. You know, fast mm. forward, found out I have appendicitis. I still give my mom a hard time. Here I am, 32 years old. I'm like, hey, mom. <laughs> when she's giving me a hard time, hey, remember when you made me walk up grandma and grandpa's hill with appendicitis? Appendicitis. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure that never gets old. Yeah, they still live at the top of that hill. There you um, go. All, I feel like all grandparents never move. They all live at the yeah. exact same place they've always lived at. Yep. Always at the top of the hill. I mean, we would sled down that hill. It was a great hill. Not when you have no, appendicitis, sure. though, and you have to walk up it. You know, that that tends to make hills less enjoyable, I've heard. Yeah, and back then, I mean, I say back then, I guess, oh, 20, 22 years ago, uh, or mm. 20 years ago back then, uh, because nowadays you get appendicitis, they, sh- they put you in, they do the surgery, and you're out. Back then, you mm. stayed in the hospital for a few days. They wanted to check on you. Right. So, so you know, had me in the hospital. Um this may not be related to Pokemon, but how they wanted me walking around and the hospital had like an NES they would take to rooms. So they let me have one oh, in my cool. room, but in order to get a new game, I would have to walk down to the reception desk and back to get the new and switch the games out. That's cool. <laughs> so, so played a lot of NES while in the hospital. And then later that week we had to go back to the doctor. They wanted to see how I was doing. And I remember we For stopped sure. at Walmart and I saw Pokemon Blue. I'm like, there's that Pokemon game. I always wanted it. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my mom goes, you don't have enough money to get that right now. So my grandma spotted me the rest and said, you can owe me later. How, whenever you owed my grandma, it was, you do some dishes for her. She goes, okay, taking a dollar off of what you owe me. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Good old grandma coming in clutch. Good old grandma. So she got me Pokemon Blue and I never, never been the same since. 
I'm pretty sure to this day it's the only video game my grandparents have ever bought me. You and know, and then I think they're they batting a thousand there, right? It's they, the only they, game they ever bought you, and they got you a game that changed your life. Yeah, they know nothing about video games, like how they say, you know, most people know who Mario is. I don't know if Grandma and Grandpa would know who Mario is if I showed them a picture or even who Pikachu is. Uh, when oh, we, man. when I was like in middle school, high school, we had to stay with them for the weekend or whatever. If mom and dad were going to be gone, mm-hmm. we'd bring our PlayStation yeah. two. And my grandpa would be like, that's not going to ruin my TV. If you hook it up to it, is it? <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, so grandma, thank you, grandma for getting me into Pokemon. I mean, I guess I was already in by buying me my first game and she, she probably even to this day doesn't understand how big of an impact that's had on my life. Oh, for sure. She gave you the gateway drug, right? She gave Actually me, having the game. Yeah. She she gave me Pokemon Blue. And I will say my first starter was Bulbasaur because, as I said, I was on and I really delved deep into, like, the history of things. And I knew Bulbasaur was the easiest. By this time, since the game's been out, I knew Bulbasaur was the easiest way to get through the first few gems. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, my choice will always be Charmander, but back then, my very first Pokemon was Bulbasaur. So when you say you always like you already knew, like, hey, you get Bulbasaur, it'll be easier yeah. to start the game. How did you know that at the time? Like, were you able to kind of get online and look, or was this just kind of through magazines and hearsay with friends? So mainly hearsay with friends. We had internet, but not very good internet. Um, right. Uh, I lived in rural. Rural. I can never say that word correctly. Rural. It's so tough. Iowa. And we had dial okay. up. So it was the typical get off the get off the internet. I need to use the phone. For you younger people who don't <laughs> understand, your internet was hooked up to your phone line. And so if you were on the internet, you would have and you got on the phone, you would hear the most god awful noise ever. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so you know, and fifth grade, I even before having the games I even back then, if I was interested in something, I wanted to research it. I had, um, I don't know if you ever seen the Pokemon handbook. Like it's a red book has Pikachu on the cover. I I owned, I owned that book. So I owned it. Like I, I've read it so many times. It was falling apart. Pages were falling out. That's so Uh, cool. I love to hear it. We have a secondhand bookstore here called second and Charles Mm -hmm. in Michigan. And okay. And I, I bought one for my daughter because it was in their secondhand books for $2. I'm like, I had That's this so growing cool. up and I looked at it. I go, it's all out of date. Uh, found yep. out because I did some research and we talked about it on a recent episode of Pokemon. This book is the reason I pronounced Pid- Pidgeot's name wrong the entire, my whole life up until like two weeks ago. I've always pronounced it Pidget because that, that's how it was put in that book is that's how it was pronounced. Okay. So, so yeah, I had that book. Uh, I remember, you know, the Scholastic Book Orders. My parents bought me the Pokemon quiz book. We actually had Pokemon Club where if we, uh, there was a few of us who loved Pokemon. If we got done with our work, my teacher who, um, Mrs. Butler, she would let us go Mm -hmm. into the back of the classroom as long as we were quiet and we would play little quiz games with our Pokemon quiz book. So cool. Uh, We did our own Who's That Pokemon. Like I would trace the outline of... Oh, I love it. That's awesome. And then we'd go around and granted, no one was as into it as we were. And like, Mm. you know, it's an outline of a jinx. I'm like, I don't know, Pikachu. I'm like, you're not even trying. (laughs) 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 And so, 
Uh, and then I also, I love drawing Pokemon. Now, I am not an artist by any means, but I have found out I can draw a cartoon character by looking at a cartoon character. Awesome. So, can't draw it, on my Is own. that like just drawing Pokemon over and over again? Like Yeah, I would... Th that specific art style? Yeah, I would sit, I'd look at Bulbasaur, and I'd draw, and I'd just follow the lines, and that's what I would do. I'd look, and i and if you look at the picture, and it looked just like Bulbasaur... We had, growing up, my aunt gave us, because printers, you know, they used to use that paper that was all connected, like, by reams. Mm -hmm. And we had stacks upon that, and so I would just draw one, and i draw, so, start with Bulbasaur, I would draw Bulbasaur. Then, done with Bulbasaur, i draw Ivysaur, and I just had drawing upon drawing of Pokemon. That's so cool. Now, did you ever go through a phase where you weren't into Pokemon. I feel like a lot of times I know I was super into Pokemon as a kid and then you kind of just fall off a little bit and then maybe come back in. Did you ever have that or were like, no, I'm, I'm with it forever. Yeah. I've had some falling in and out. Like, uh, so I played, as I said, Pokemon blue, got it kind of late and growing up, we didn't have a ton of money. So, you know, mm -hmm. we got video games at Christmas and sometimes on our birthday, if we're lucky. So I right. never had, I remember playing Pokemon Gold and Silver. I don't because I don't ever think I owned it. It might have been borrowing someone else's. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever owned it. And then by the time Ruby and Sapphire came out, I didn't have a Game Boy Advance because my parents at that time, my dad, you know, we had a PlayStation 2. Didn't have a GameCube because my dad wanted the PlayStation 2 because he played sports games and that's it. <laughs> so he wanted the PlayStation 2. So that's what we had. Um, I didn't get a Game Boy Advance till later. I bought it off of my friend, like towards the end of high school. But mm -hmm. besides that, so I didn't play Ruby and Sapphire. But when I graduated high school in two thousand seven, my um, I took a road trip with my grandma and grandpa, the same grandma who, and um, my aunt is like, you know. I don't want to just give you money. Is there something you really want? And I'm like, well, I've always wanted a DS. <laughs> So yep. so she bought me a DS Lite and oh, my grandpa was livid. He's like, "Why are you buying him that for graduation? Buy him something he can use." <laughs> I'm like, "I can use this, but just not for what like, you want Crip, me." I'll use this every day of my life. You don't understand. And I'm pretty sure I pointed out to him go, "Well, there's an SAT prep like game on here that you can get for there it." There you go. <laughs> there's some weird games on the DS. I don't know if you know that the there's like a Louvre Museum game i did not know that. yeah you can buy the you can buy the cartridge it's either for the ds or 3ds you buy them at the louvre and you bring your ds well back then i don't think they have any where you would bring your ds pop it in and it would be a guide to the museum it only works at the museum that's crazy which i'm so mad because i was in france in 2010 and we didn't go to the louvre because i didn't want to spend well if i knew that was there i probably would have been there buying one <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. It's the real reason to go to the Louvre, yeah, really, to be able yeah. to kind of like, you know, take the virtual tour on your DS. Yeah. That's how, that's how the French intended it. Yeah. Uh, but so she bought me and when I got my DS Lite, uh, she got me a Pokemon Pearl. I think I got Pearl with it. So that okay. got me back into Pokemon. Uh, I did not play black or white. They're still kind of a blind spot for me because... Okay. Uh, I was a college student, so I couldn't afford games as much. That's the, if I look sure. at my college years, like it's not like I was poor, but I didn't like spending my money on frivolous things. 
So I understandable. So like a lot of the early say Marvel movies never saw because I wasn't going to movies at the time. And you know, mm-hmm. if I bought a video game, it wasn't brand new. It was used from GameStop for sure. And it was mainly for- and that old that old cartridge thing they had in the middle that would have like all of the like Game Boy games or DS games that you could buy individually without boxes. Oh, I still hate that because they still do that and they throw the boxes away. They still do. Yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't been in a GameStop since this whole pandemic thing. I don't think they for have sure, it, same. but they've had it pretty recently where they just don't store their DS or 3DS games in boxes, and it drives me nuts. Or you get the old, you know. I don't understand how people return discs without the boxes because that's how you protect the discs. Right. Right. I'm like, how, what do you people do to your game? Um, I mean, I work with children for a <laughs> lifetime and whenever we, in our center, we work out, we have a, Wii, and people are like, I, I, my clients, I'm like, no, I'm going to teach you how to put this in correctly. So this thing doesn't break. <laughs> you will respect this device. Yeah. It is the most sold gaming device of all devices yeah. in the world. Uh, the Wii gets played every day. So surprisingly, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But so, yeah, so I didn't play black and white and then X and then I had, then I kind of sold my DS cause I wasn't playing it. I shoot myself mm-hmm. now. Like, I don't know why I made a college me who thought he needed money for other gaming things. <laughs> shame, shame. I know. Um, and so I even had a cool, my DS had a cool, it was like a briefcase where I could put the DS game, some games in the slot. It was really cool. It was like, Solid. yeah, I had like the coolest DS holder. Uh, so I sold that. And then two, I eventually got a three DS where I played X and Y sun and moon. And I've played them all nice. since X and Y. Finally got to go back to Generation 3 when I played Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire. Um, mm-hmm. And then po- Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and Sword and Shield I definitely played. Are you, you know, like when Pokemon Go came out, were you like super juiced about that? Or are you like not so much a Pokemon Go kind of guy? I, I liked it. It was kind of, you know, it wasn't the best system. They've got, definitely gotten better and there's such a competitive scene now. And mm-hmm. like I... I don't play it religiously because, for one, getting out in a pandemic, that's hard. So I yes. used to play it every now and then because my – we would go to a mall. My daughter goes to swim lessons. Then we would go to the mall afterwards, which was right next door, and it was a huge mall. And so I mm-hmm. would, my wife would get mad at me. She goes, pay attention where you're going and quit playing Pokemon Go. We're up ahead. <laughs> but that's kind, of the, <laughs> that's kind of the time I would play Pokemon Go. But – yeah. I'm maybe level 20, 25. I know they just integrated home into it and they're like, you must be level 40 to do that. I'm like, well, there's no way I'm ever going to do it then. <laughs> I just, I just don't play enough. No, for sure. For sure. Were you like, I know when Pokemon go came out, uh, it was, as everyone knows, just ridiculous. Like the whole world was playing this one game as a big Pokemon fan, like maybe not so much a Pokemon go fan. Was it cool for you to see so many people involved in like your biggest passion? Oh, yeah, it was, I mean, even, you know, we would see people around our town, Uh, we, the town next to us had a little walkie path, you see, and you could always pick out the people playing Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. If there was a group of, group of people looking at their phones, like, they're playing Pokemon Go right now. And it even used to get me out, Uh, I wish I was into it more, but uh, I, for my job, and I work with clients with children with autism. And so I had a client, he was 16 or whatever, and we would go on walks. Mm -hmm. 
we would go on walks and, you know, I had Pokemon. I'm like, oh, this is a good time to play Pokemon Go while on the job. <laughs> but yeah. it was like, because we would see a Pokemon and he'd like cheer me on as we were, as I was trying to catch it. That's so cool. So, so that's kind of when I would play it, but I never got big into it. Every now and then I'll open it up. And the funniest thing, one of my best friends who she is not into video games at all. She'd play like Mario Kart or Smash Brothers with us, but not mm-hmm. big. She got she got really into Pokemon Go. She lives in Chicago, which is a perfect place to play. Oh, of course, for sure. And so, you know, she and it's just different looking at her and me how we play it differently because she plays mm-hmm. it in the aspect of, you know. I'm catching every single one I find. I have to find the best one. And Mia is like, oh, I don't need to catch that one. I already have it. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I just play for the collector's aspect. I like to get as many of them as I can. I know my dad had really got into Pokemon Go. He went through a couple phases, but there was, a, there was one time when he just got like hardcore back into it to the point where he would he would change his route to work based on like going to a certain park where he could get at least like three or four Pokestops and hit like a hit like two or three gyms on his way to work or got to the point where it'd be a time where like, Hey, if I went grocery shopping with dad, I knew that means we're going to have to take a 15 to 30 minute (laughs) detour so he can go hit Pokestops and catch Pokemon. Uh, and you know, it was, it was after a while, obviously got irritating because like, Hey, I just want to go to the store and get home. Like, I don't want to go, go spend 15, 20 minutes playing Pokemon. I understand, but it was really cool to see like my dad who, I'd, I'd better been game guy for a long time and kind of fallen out of it, you know, watched me play Pokemon as a kid, knew how important it was to me, but to see him get into it, I'll never forget. Like it was the first time I was home and it was when Pokemon go had come out it had just, just launched. And my dad had said like, Hey, do you want to go to the park and catch Pokemon? And it was in that moment, just thinking like if 10 year old Josh like, if me from the future went back and be like, hey, listen, one day in the future, your dad is going to ask you if you want to go to a real world place and catch <laughs> Pokemon, and you're going to do it, and it's going to be the coolest thing in the world. Like, it was just ridiculous. And, and to the point so much where, like, he had gotten Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, so he, even he and my mom could play together. And it was just a really cool thing. I, like... Yeah, Pokemon Go was able to just unify so many people for this one thing that I think is pretty much globally loved. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many pe- and people know what Pokemon is. I think if you look, it's the high, it's the it's the media franchise that has made the most money overall. That makes sense, and that's counting everything, including Star Wars, Marvel, N- Mario, or at least the highest mm-hmm. video game franchise. It's something like that. It's crazy yeah. how big Pokemon is and, um, you know, and as someone who's really into like how interesting things can be and like the history behind things and people don't understand like, well, why won't Nintendo do this? And I'm always, I'm always like the, um, but actually, you know, Nintendo doesn't own a majority of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I go, that's why Pokemon gets away with so many th- more things than any other Nintendo franchises because you have Game Freak and you have the Pokemon company that, that also own part of Pokemon. So with your love of like learning things and like you said, when you have a passion, you want to know everything yeah. about it. Yeah. Does that kind of also go then into the, like the stats of the Pokemon themselves? Like, are you a guy who's like really into Eevee and Ivy training? I, or are you just more of like the lore, the history of the, Pokemon? The lore and the history. So if you listen to the podcast... Uh, we try to, at least uh, 
episodes until we start until episodes start becoming about Pokemon that we've talked about before, then I have to find a random one to talk about. I go into the history of the Pokemon. I like looking at, you know, we'll go over, so, and we get a lot of our information from Pokemon Wikipedia called Bulbapedia. Um, and mm-hmm. I love looking at the, like, this most recent episode we talked about Raichu. Uh, and then I'll go okay. over their Japanese name, which Raichu's Japanese name is Raichu. And it, it's one of the few ones that didn't change. There you go. Uh, and what Raichu means, I just, Raichu, Rai is thunder in Japanese, and Chu is yep. the onomatopoeia for what a s- mouse sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and just stuff like that, or stuff, you know, just learning stuff I didn't know, like uh, coughing and wheezing, their original names were Nye and La because they were based off of New York and Los Angeles, and New York's... Uh, pollution problem in los angeles's pollution problem that's so cool i had no idea yeah so stuff like that i just find that interesting and uh it's fun going back and like finding the wicked because not the wikipedia the poke the pokedex entries just what pokemon Mm -hmm. decided was interesting to tell us and some of them are just weird (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah for sure like uh i think it's drift bloom steals children Right. Or it, I, do you look into the lore of like, I know like, uh, like hypno has got some really creepy stuff yeah. in there in the Pokedex. Well, and, like, and we've talked sometimes since we're only in the first one fifty one, they didn't get really weird yet as bad. Okay. I mean, hypno and drowsy, like we haven't got that far yet because we haven't talked about them, but, uh, yeah. Drowsy likes especially delicious dreams, uh, <laughs> nightmares or something. And so if you see a, over your child's head, that means they're having a nightmare because it's mm-hmm. eating it. Or or it's a good dream or something. Uh, Gengar is in the shadow just looking for someone to be friends, to, and it wants to pull them into the shadow with it so it can be friends with them. Like, mm-hmm. And so that's one thing um, Tyler and I will talk about is how... Um, like, just think of this world and how weird the Pokemon world is. These kids are 10 years sure. old, and we're like, just go on an adventure, whatever. Uh, we've mentioned many times that CPS must not exist in the Pokemon world. Oh, obviously not. It's probably run by, like, you know, Pokemon. Like, Mr. Mime is probably really at the head of all of this. He's like, yo, you know what? Nope. No one's going to say anything. Get these kids out. I'm, I'm going to live with their moms. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, Pokemon. It, and so that's one thing I love about doing this podcast is I'm looking at it from an adult point of view, which not that I haven't watched mm-hmm. it as an adult, but I've never sat there and analyzed just how weird right. the whole thing really pick it apart yeah so in our most recent episode we talk about the premise of a trainer and how you're supposed to go out and catch this wild pokemon and then it automatically obeys who you are obeys your every web (laughs) like what's stopping you catching this onyx and it just deciding it's it's 500 pounds and 28 feet long and it's just not gonna crush you Right. <laughs> or not even Onyx. Think of like the ghost Pokemon. Like those things are creepy. Why? What do they? They're ghosts. Yeah. What's making like... them really follow you? And then we kind of go into it. Don't even get us started about the whole that you're causing these animals to fight. Like I think it's because we're on that. We just did the episode where Ash is facing off with Lieutenant Surge for his third badge. Mm-hmm. And at one point he's like, Come on, Pikachu, it'll be okay. And Tyler brings up a good point. He's like, 
Ash, you're not going into the battle. You're not the one that's going to get their butt kicked. Right. Like, it'll be okay for you. Yeah, but Pikachu, you're really telling him, go into battle. I don't care. Right. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'll just, I'll just heal you. It's whatever. Yeah, so it's just looking. And one of my other favorite things to look at in the podcast is, and I, as I said, I love looking at research. I have, like, our first 100 podcast outlines done of history just because I got so into it. I just kept going. That's awesome. I love it. That's so, so cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, we haven't done like the scripts or whatever, but I've done the trivia and the dub edits are some of the best because the Japanese let (laughs) so much slide that. Oh, for sure. That American audiences wouldn't ever think about letting. I mean, we plan on watching all the band episodes. I don't know if you know, there are band episodes of Pokemon in the United States. I I think because I knew like the one where like Jesse and James cross-dress i know james has edited a bit i know there's the seizure episode yeah. but i think that's the extent of my band okay. knowledge so we're coming up on that one it's episode 18 so we just did episode 14 episode 18 in the united states called beauty in the beach um it's never it's only been aired in i think in nice states twice and it's heavily edited down i think it's only 19 minutes which a typical 30 minute episode is supposed to be 22 minutes, but they had to edit it because James duh, and James cross dresses before, but he went a little farther and added in inflatable breasts. Right. He did. And in the Japanese version, um, he says something along the lines of Misty of don't you wish you had some like these? Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Especially in the realm of like, Oh, these are 10 year old children. Yeah. You're talking to. Yeah. Um, so and when you look at Tyler and I as podcast hosts, I'm big into it. Tyler is just watching this. He says I he probably watched it once when he was, you know, 10 years old, but he hasn't watched rewatched mm. it since. Me, I'm super yeah. into it, so it's so that's why I think it works best that he writes the scripts because I've seen it so many times. I just like, oh, this is just how it is. <laughs> oh, for sure. So since he, he's seen it, but yeah, but we are gonna watch the seizure episode. You can find it online. Okay. But at least going into it, we know what's going to happen. So we know when to look away or whatever. Right, we need to be uh, careful. And then there's another episode in season one that was banned because uh, w- the warden of the Safari Zone. I don't know if you remember, Ash automatically ends up with 30 Tauros and it's never explained where he got them from. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Because, yeah, because they're all because they're all at Professor Oak's place, right? Yeah. Like he just has this like Her, now ranch of Tauros at a Professor Oak's yeah, place. Yeah, so there's an episode that was banned in the United States. It aired in Japan, and it's when Ash and the f- friends went to the Safari Zone, and the goal is he's trying to catch Pokemon, and every time he throws up his Safari ball, a herd of Tauros runs by, and it sucks <laughs> up a Tauros. That's where he ended up with all his Tauros. The episode itself was banned because they meet the warden of the Safari Zone. Uh, in the games, you're actually helping him find his teeth. Well, in the mm-hmm. anime, he points a real-life actual gun and is shooting at them. It's it's just interesting looking at it from point of view and how much has changed. And I'm hope you know I'm hoping our podcast stays big enough that we can eventually, exp- you know, eventually get to those episodes that I haven't watched. Mm-hmm. Because I start I stopped watching in the middle of the Johto series. I've watched a little bit of Hoenn, but not as big. And so, but that, I mean, they're so far down the line, it's going to be a couple years before we get to Johto. Right, right. And I think it's really cool. I mean, it's, it has stuff for you to look forward to yourself, right? Like 
which I would think as a host, it gives you that more motivation. Like even say listeners dip or they rise or they scroll skyrocket and everything. There's still that thing of like, Oh, well eventually I'm going to get to see stuff that's fresh to me. Yeah. And then it becomes almost an entirely new podcast, right? Where instead of you having all this information, you're now going to have all of the information from the research, but now like these new fresh eyes. And as a fan seeing it for the first time, I think that would have like a lot of enthusiasm behind that. Yeah. And with how we do our episodes with us, just recapping the whole episode, you can listen to our podcast and not have seen the episode which i think okay. is great i i've heard from people like someone told us you know she didn't really like pokemon when it first came out but she loves listening to our podcast because she can finally see what the show's about because we that's do, awesome we, that's so cool yeah we do a play-by-play of the episode and then we answer in our little comments as we go that's really really cool and i think it's great like obviously as a community manager you know how important community management yep. and engagement is so to be able to do that and with your own little community that you've cultivated is super cool so that's got to be a really great feeling yeah and i'm yeah and the person i'm talking about she i got her from engaged family gaming but we so there's people that come in, mainly they're people I know, but they're every now and then we'll get something from someone I've never heard of. And I'm like, this is awesome. I don't know this person, but they interacted with us. Tyler doesn't know this For person sure. and they interacted with us. I think that's really cool. And it, and then, you know, it, it goes to show that how much people have a love of Pokemon and how much that your passion comes through in the projects you're making and how, how people really, really latch on to that. So hats off to you, my friend. I think that's really, really cool. Yes. Thank you. Of course. Uh, well, Jeff, we have learned a whole lot about you. We know the ins and outs of your passion for knowledge, for Pokemon, for your podcast. Now I want to get a little bit into the nitty gritty of the up and comer experience. Uh, so the first big question I have for you is if you were to get the up and comer opportunity, what's the big thing you're looking to get out of the experience for that first week or the, that week? If I would get that experience, I would just... I want to expand my knowledge base. So I've looked at different things. Like we've thought about streaming on Twitch, like streaming our podcast mm -hmm. and doing live. So, you know, get a fan base that way so we can interact with them in real time. But then I looked at like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I downloaded this thing called mm -hmm. OBS. I, well, Twitch told me to download something that goes, your computer can't support this. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And like, <laughs> yeah, so, and just doing that and I just, you know, seeing other aspects of the areas that I'm not too hip on. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's all. I, I think it, it's really, really helpful. I think to be able to go into a professional space like that and see, hey, as, as someone who's just starting out or as someone who's really trying to get their, their, their feet wet where do I begin? Because it can be really intimidating. Like, like you said, trying to just trying to look into streaming, having to download OBS and learn that whole system can be really overwhelming if you just want to give it a shot. So to have someone kind of show you the ropes and guide you through it, I think would be extremely beneficial, especially for a podcast. that seems like it's growing like yours and has such a, like a large fan base who love Pokemon. So Jeff, the next question I have for you is what is something you think you could bring to the table during your up and comer week with kind of funny? Like what is something you feel they might be missing so, that you could fill that hole of? Yeah. Something I feel up. In, so they have, you know, their PlayStation podcast, PS, I love you. They have their Xbox podcast. And obviously if you look at my wall behind me, I'm kind of a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> like I have some, just a smidge, just a smidge. Like I have some PlayStation stuff. Uh, if you look up in clear corner, that's not in my view. There's Atari stuff up there that was given to me. Um, but I love Nintendo and I just feel like they don't cover Nintendo as much. I know they've like talked about animal crossing and all that, 
but sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like the Nintendo stuff just kind of gets slid on by, you know, in their PlayStation and Xbox foremost. And, you know, before I did the Pokemon podcast, the one thing I've always wanted to do also is just a Nintendo podcast because I love Nintendo so much. For sure. My f- I think that'd be really cool. Plus, with all your podcasting experience with Pokemon, I'm sure you could definitely bring a lot of solid knowledge to the show. Yes, thank you. Of course. Uh, so last big question I've got for you, and this is kind of open and not necessarily for the up-and-comer opportunity can be, but also just for your podcast in general. What is a big content creation goal that you're looking for? Like, if time wasn't an option, or time wasn't like a limiter, if money wasn't a limiter, what's one really big content creation goal you hope to achieve? One really big content creation goal. I mean, I have my pie-in-the-sky goal, which is, man, I would love to do this full-time. <laughs> For sure. I don't think that will ever happen, but I love it. If I could just do a podcast and edit and um, video, you know, I'd love to do that. But I just, pie in the sky goal, or just the goal in general is, I just want to build our fan base. I mean, as I said, we've reached almost 700 listens on our podcast. That's 14 episodes in, you know, some podcasts receive 700 an episode, but 700 is great. I was thinking by the heat now we might be reaching a hundred. So we have blown my expectations away and I'm just, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm just looking and Tyler will say himself that he is surprised. You know, I was like, Oh, this is going to be something we're going to get five episodes in, not have anything then we'll be done. And now we look forward to doing it every week. Um, I awesome. taught myself some new skills. As I said before, I've never edited a podcast in my life, never recorded a podcast in my life. I, I bought this uh, fancy microphone that I didn't know, and I had to Google good podcasting microphones on a budget because I had no idea yep. what I was doing. And then it came, and I'm like, how do you hook this thing up? I I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's all a learning process. Um, before I got my microphone, I used to have to take blankets and hang them above my shelves because my voice would just echo off of everything. Bounce around, yep. <laughs> And so I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore because that was a pain in the butt. Oh, I bet. Then the next day I'd wake up, have a meeting with my boss. She'd be like, why is there random blankets hanging behind you? So <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry. It's, don't worry about yeah, it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I just want to grow. I want to get us out there to more Pokemon fans and, you know, be able to do collaborations. Um, if anyone, I love guesting on podcasts. I love, I, I just like talking about things that, are passionate to me you know if it's video games in general nintendo pokemon as i said professional wrestling i've done um Mm. just any any of that stuff well jeff i i think your passion is fantastic it's beautiful and i love how much you care both about your audience pokemon about content creation in general so i really just want to thank you so much for taking time sitting down with me and sharing all of this fantastic wonderful information uh, Jeff, where can people go to keep up with you, to listen to the podcast, and to see everything you're doing? Yeah, so if you want to follow me in general, you can find me at Ranzrick, R-A-N-Z-R-I-K. Uh, I guess, quick story. That name came from when I did my first ever D&D game, and they're like, you need to come up with a character's name. And I'm like, I have no idea. So I went Fantasy Name Generator, and it was listed there. <laughs> and... I've had multiple D&D characters named or Pathfinder characters named Ransrick and it's all my username because it's never taken. <laughs> so I have you go. Yeah. So so R-A-N-Z-R-I-K. You can find Pokemon Snapshot on Twitter at at Pokemon Snapshot. 
Uh, or you can find us on, we have a Facebook page, The Pokemon Snapshot. Uh, and that's that's where you can find me. And I'm always posting the new episodes, sharing. If you follow my personal page, might get some hot takes about video games coming out. Or some cool... Where can people listen to the podcast? Oh, you can listen to podcasts anywhere podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Breaker. Um, Beautiful. I think on Google Podcasts, it doesn't get updated as much. Google Podcast is kind of elusive, so I don't check that one. But the main place is Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Perfect. Perfect. Well, everyone, I'm going to make sure that I have those links in the description. That way you can stay up to date with all the Pokemon goodness that Jeff is coming out. I don't see Pokemon going anywhere anytime soon, so I bet Jeff is going to have a whole lot of content for his Pokemon show. So make sure you are staying tuned. Uh, everyone, that is all I have for the Up and Comer podcast. If you or anyone you know wants to be on the show, please hit me up on Twitter at Josh Biddick, and I will do my best to get you on the calendar for an episode. If you are listening on Apple Podcast or anywhere you get your podcast and you can leave a rating, I would love for you to leave me a rating. Let me know what I'm doing well. Let me know what I can improve on so I can do my best to make the best show for you because that is my goal. Well, everyone, that is all I have for you for this episode. As always, have fun. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.